everyone and welcome to I've Got a Question with Deborah Green and Faith Wicker. We just want to say we are so excited to start off this series and answering these questions that all of you have. I've got some wonderful responses um, on the forms that I posted on my social media. You guys have been incredible posting those questions and it will be open to questions for the long run. So as you continue to listen to this podcast, um, you can go ahead and go to the form, which will be in my bio, or you can talk to me personally, and I will give you that form, and you can ask all the questions in the world, and I will always be open to you. You have anything to say, Deborah? Well, I'm just really excited about us doing this, because it reminds me of your pa and I, yeah. that literally, when we were your age, a little bit older, uh, we kept asking all these questions. We would find these things in the Bible, and we'd go ask all these ministers, and they wouldn't have answers for us, and we had to do a lot of research. And I really hate the idea of having you guys having to redo everything we've done. I'd rather pass all the information I can to you so you can get a jump start uh, on life and, and be way ahead of us. And I think that's really important. I'm so excited. We used to do this all the time. When I was a kid, I would walk into their house. Deborah is my grandmother, if you guys did not know. And I'd walk into the house, and I'd always come in and be like, Pa or Mimi, I have a question. All the time. And we could sit down and talk about it for hours. And I'm so ahead of the curve when it comes to this kind of knowledge. So I am so very excited to get to ask the questions, and you guys get to witness the conversations behind all of my curiosity as I'm also learning new things through this wonderful outlet for a podcast. So we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to start off with a bit of an easier question to start off, but we plan on doing probably two questions an episode, and depending on how in-depth the questions are, we will decide how many questions we'll be answering. In today's episode, we're just going to be talking about one in-depth question. It's got multiple different parts to it, and it's a great question to start off with. So, Deborah, I've got mm -hmm. a question. All right. What is the difference between God and Jesus, and who should I be praying to? All right. Now, as far as Christianity is concerned, we follow the Bible. Everything is about the Bible. It's not about what I think or what you think or what we can agree upon it. It's what's in the Bible. And the Bible makes it very clear that we serve a trinity. A trinity means, you know what tri means. Tri means three. three. Yeah. And three, uh, and then the second part of the word is unity. The three are in one. Yeah. All right. Now, a lot of people have trouble with this, or some people will also use the word a triune God, which okay. again, it means three in one. Yeah. Literally in one. And so um, it's interesting because um, there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So they're, they're the same person. It's interesting all the way around because uh, when you when you think about it, God the Father, that's, that's his function. And then when you have God the Son, that's his function. Like as the role of the Father and the Son. Right, and what they're doing. Now it's interesting... A lot of people say, I don't understand how that can happen. How can something be three parts and in one? Um, now, Faith, yeah. in you, you have a spirit, a soul, and a body. Yeah. And it's all one, all right? And, and if one of your parts fights against the other, 
then you have conflict. Now, what we find out is God, there's no conflict. I mean, it's all unity. They function together. Uh, it's interesting. You go to Genesis and, and it says, let us make man in our image. That's plural. So that's, that's the Trinity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Another way to put this, um, I use the analogy of water, H2O. We all know H2O is on um, our science charts. Yeah. And we know that when uh, it's cold, when H2O gets cold, it becomes solid. It becomes ice. Yeah. When uh, it warms up a little bit more, it becomes a liquid or it becomes water. Yeah. And then when it gets hotter yet, it becomes a gas, which we call steam. Mm -hmm. And yet they're all still H2O. Yeah. They're just functioning different in different of. forms. Mm -hmm. So that's what's interesting. But yet in the Trinity, they're all God. So um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now I know where people get all confused because there are some denominations, everything is all God the Father. And that's very Old Testament. Yeah. And then, uh, then in New Testament, we find out God sends his Son, which is Jesus, and then he reconciles us to the Father because there was the fall in the Old Testament. Yeah. Okay. And then we find the Holy Spirit is here to help us through our lives so we're victorious. So it's interesting all the way around that we find um, all three uh, parts. Now, if you want to find a scripture that talks about all three of them at once, you can go literally to Luke the dog's cracking me up over there. She's really playing. Oh, think that we're playing, playing too. I know. And so anyhow, we find that Jesus comes to John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist. Now, Baptist is not his last name. That was his function. He was like, baptizing. Yeah. Okay. John the Baptist. That was his function. And so anyhow, we find that he was baptizing people for the remission of sin. Now, Jesus came to John to get baptized, and John literally said, I need to be baptized by you, not me baptizing you. You haven't even sinned. And, um, and so, anyhow, Jesus said, I must do this to be fulfilled, because to be a priest, you had to be baptized. Yeah. All right? So now it came about, now this is in Luke 3, verse 21. Now it came about that when all the people were baptized, that Jesus also was baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened up and the Holy Spirit descended upon him and in bodily form like a dove. It was like a dove. That doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is a bird. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's not a bird. But if you ever watch a dove, they... They swoop down. They glide. They're incredible. They don't just tumble, and they don't soar like uh, like eagles. And a voice came out of heaven and said, Thou art my beloved son. In him I am well pleased. Right there in that one verse, we have all three of them. We have Jesus being baptized, the Holy Spirit coming upon him, which we find in the Old Testament because God would rest on one person at a time. It, it, the, the, God didn't rest upon everybody. That is the New Testament. Does yeah. that make sense? And so, anyhow, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus 
and the heavens open and God himself. So there's all three of them, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, all in one, one scripture. Now, as far as the, the prayer, who do we pray to? It's interesting because if we go to John 14, there's some excellent scriptures in John. The book of John is wonderful for everyone to read. And in John 14, it says, And I, who who's speaking here, it's Jesus, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, and he will be able to abide with you forever. So here's all three of them again, and Jesus is asking God the Father. All right, so he's praying to God the Father. He's asking the Father. Um, in John 14, if we go a few verses down, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, the helper is here right now. That's the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. He's here, and he's he's not just on one person. He was dispersed for everybody. So the Holy Spirit can help you. He can help me. He can help Michelle. He can help because that's been dispensed. The Old Testament was the Spirit would be on one at a time. Yes. And now it's dispersed, so he can help. And it says, the, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Look, there's, there's all three of them being in unity again. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I, Jesus, have said to you. So when we read the words of Jesus in the Bible, the Holy Spirit embeds them in us. And when we need help, he'll bring that to remembrance. It always says that uh, the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him and that the voice opened up. You've got to remember all three of them literally speak. Yeah. They speak to us. And a lot of people think that's crazy that God can speak to us. Uh, but he can. And so uh, we need to be open um, to him answering our prayers. More, more importantly than just praying, we need to remember that prayer is a conversation. Yes. It's, it's, prayer is not a grocery list. God, I want you to do this, 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 this. I, I don't do that to you. I don't say, Faith, you need to do this, 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 this. And then I just shut off everything. We converse. Yeah, you keep talking. That's right. And that's the same thing with God. God wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to talk with us. So when we pray, we need to make sure we also listen. All right. Now, they came to Jesus and asked Jesus the same thing. They said, Jesus, how do we pray? Who do we pray to? And Jesus gave them the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, he's saying address, okay, address God the Father. Because he's judge, he's almighty God, he's the creator. That was his function and still is his function. Yeah. And he still will judge things, all right? And so he's saying, you know, lift your prayers to him. That's like the courtroom of heaven. So when there's things that are a problem, we need to go to court. Yeah. There's other times when it's just, I have a personal problem. I'm just like, uh, Jesus, you, you help me out here. Help me out. And then the Holy Spirit makes sure we get that. Now, it's interesting because uh, they all protect each other. Yes. Over and over and over in the Bible, we find 
where God is protecting the Son, the Son is protecting the Holy Ghost. God and, and Jesus both protect the Holy Ghost so much that that's the unpardonable sin. That's a whole nother program. That's like checks and balances. They all keep each other like yeah, but they're they're in unity, and where there's unity, there's power. Yeah, we keep forgetting that, especially in America. We as Christians need to be unified so we can get our power back. Yeah. All right. But anyhow, he says our Father, and and we need to look at God as this incredible Father. Now the biggest problem with that is. If you've had a problem with your own father and he was harsh or he was abusive or he, then we have a tendency to think God the Father is abusive, that he's sitting in heaven, he's going to whack you with a giant fly swatter or send lightning bolts to destroy us. That's where prayer gets all messed up. People, yeah. people are afraid to pray then. They're afraid that something awful is going to happen. That it might be the same that they're experiencing at home. That's exactly right. So we have to make sure that we understand that he's different. Yeah. He is all loving. If he didn't, he wouldn't have sent his son. If he wasn't on our side, why would he give us the Holy Spirit to make us successful? Yeah. And make us victorious and, and give us a purpose. He sees a purpose in every one of our lives. We're not just some amoeba yeah. with no thought, no emotion, no... Well, it says in the Bible he sees us as individual, like we're his children. It's exactly talks right. talks about that you are my son, you are my daughter, mm -hmm. you are my child. And mm -hmm. it's individual, which is what I noticed. I never saw it as an amoeba, but I saw it as... I mean, he was talking individually to everyone in the Bible, which is how I figured that out. I was like, no, he sees everyone in... His, and everyone in differently in his own eyes. Mm -hmm. And so um, we approach the Father. Look how Jesus approached the Father. Um, he said, uh, our Father, who is in heaven, we know that's where he's at. Yeah. Um, hallowed be in your name. Your name is holy. You are special. When we approach God in prayer, we need to remember who he is. Yeah. And it's interesting because right now, now Jesus came to reconcile us to God. Jesus is the one who, who says, I'm the son and I want you to know I have a great relationship with the father and you need to be reconciled with the father. Yeah. All right. He makes it really clear. He said, look at him in the right way, that he has all power. He can, I want you to know he has all power to help you with whatever you pray. Yeah. Whatever you pray about. He's going to help you. But we need to remember him as holy. We need to remember him as great, as powerful, and that he can answer our prayers. We shouldn't pray thinking God's not going to answer prayer. He is going to talk to us. So we, we should be praying to God the Father then mm -hmm. as the protector and mm -hmm. Absolutely. the Savior that That's you were exactly talking right. about. Okay. okay. And there are times when all of a sudden you'll just say, friend Jesus, You'll just talk to him. It's interesting. Well, yeah, and it's you talk to him on a daily basis, basis at home. She will literally be at home and just, you know, by herself, whatever. And she's having this conversation. And everyone thinks that she's just talking to herself. She's, in reality, like, talking to Jesus like <laughs> he's her best friend. We had we had uh, our praise and worship team over uh, for uh, an all-night prayer session, praise session, music session. 
and uh, in the morning I was getting up to fix some breakfast for everybody and uh, I told uh, the, the everybody the team to go have their devotion time and go talk yeah. to God for a while and so one of the ladies didn't bring her devotion book she had a specific devotion book that she functioned with oh yeah and so she didn't she didn't have that, so she didn't know quite what to do. So she <laughs> hid in my living room and watched me. Oh. And I was in the kitchen busy talking to God. <laughs> and she came up and she said, I can't believe it. You're really talking to God. And I said, yes. And I said, it's easy to talk to God if I'm expecting he's going to talk back. Yeah. It's really easy. And he wants to. Well, that's an easy way to like stay open for listening, too, because a lot of people aren't quite sure how to listen back. When praying, I know I've heard from a couple people that they'll pray, but they don't know how to get that response, which that's a great way to start getting a response is just like start having a conversation. You don't need to be asking God for things all the time. You can sit down and just have a conversation, ask him how his day was, because mm -hmm. that's not something that you would think to ask. But in reality, mm -hmm. he wants that relationship. It would be the same as if you were talking to your friends. Mm -hmm. Well, there are times, too, when I'll just say, Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me. Because I know he's with me right at that moment. Yeah. And, um, and you're having that conversation. You know, people make a prayer a lot of times this very religious ritual. Yeah. And it's a conversation. The difference between Christianity and all the other religions in the world is that God was seeking man. All the other religions, man is seeking God. Yeah. God wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to talk to us. He said, my sheep hear my voice, and they will not listen to the voice of a stranger. Yeah. So he listens and he talks. I mean, it's and it's exciting what he says. Yeah. Because it gives you power. It gives you knowledge. Um, when I started praying and just talking to God, my grades went up a whole letter grade. I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked, but see, there's benefits, and yeah. you forget the benefits yeah. of having a relationship with God the Father, yeah, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Ugh. Well, and praying to awesome. God, it's so incredible to see what he can do. And with prayer, that comes a lot. A lot of people pray to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. That's a very common prayer amongst yes. a lot of Christians, amongst anyone who prays. Um, can any sin be forgiven? <sighs> the only thing it talks about is the unpardonable sin, and that's a whole nother, I need to go into a lot of scriptures for, for you to one. understand that one. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is it's, it's about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us and lets us know that we need God. We see the thing is, and why do we need conviction? Doesn't that make us feel bad? There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Condemnation just shuts you down. It's it's dominating you. I was going to say, I was even, it was, uh, someone was telling me that it was like like the little voice in the back of your head that tells you sure. you aren't good enough, that mm -hmm. tells you you're, mm -hmm. that you're mm -hmm. doing something wrong. It's that little anxiety voice in the back mm -hmm. of your head, and it just keeps at you. Well, usually those are seducing spirits, and that's another conversation. But... <laughs> It's, it's interesting uh, because the Holy Spirit is the one who comes alongside and says, Deborah, you need a Savior. Yeah. And I'm going, but God, I'm, I'm the good one in the family. I'm the good one in the family. And the Holy Spirit said, 
but how about your heart? Yeah. How about you? And I'm going, my heart is broken. And he goes, you need a savior. You need saving. And, and I was like, God can save me. Yeah. God can, God can literally heal my heart. He can heal my relationship. In fact, he talks about healings, not healing, healings. Plural. He wants to, yes, plural, which means he wants to heal our spirit, our soul, and our body. All of that. Yeah. And when I was convicted, I needed a savior and ask him into my life. My whole life changed. It was awesome. I yeah. mean, all of a sudden, my life wasn't boring. I mean, incredible adventures. I have been around the world all over. I never thought. I would do the things I have done in my life yeah. because God had a bigger plan than I had for myself. Yeah. He has a bigger plan for you than you have for yourself. And and quite frankly, we have pretty healthy plans. I'm going to say, I've got some <laughs> big ideas in yeah, my head. <laughs> we do, you know, but God loves us so much and he, he just wants our lives to be fulfilled and satisfied and healed and whole and and uh, he loves us so much. God is on our side. Yeah. He came for us. It, it's so awesome. And that's something we really need to grab a hold of. That's good. I like that a lot. Um, with that same concept of can all sins be forgiven, obviously not the unpardonable sin, but are all sins besides that sin the same in God's eyes? Okay, now listen. Are they different? Listen to me. We as humans have a tendency to categorize sins. This sin is worse than this sin. This, And we get into this game and of... And we try I'm, to judge based yeah, off yeah. of... And we compare. We compare and contrast. And I'm going, I'm not so bad compared to so-and-so. She's done worse sins than me. <laughs> but yeah. literally, when you look it up in the Greek, it talks about sin, not sins. And when it talks about literally uh, God's mercy, we, we have a tendency to flip those two around. It says his mercies, plural, are new every morning. There is more mercy, it's plural, than there is sin. Yeah. It's, it's like he has way more mercy, way more grace. All right. Um, and it's interesting because he sits on the throne of grace. Yeah. All right. So therefore, he's full of grace. When we ask for help, when we ask the Father, he sends the grace to us. Yeah. When we receive the gift, like a gift, he says, here, here's grace. That will take care of your issue. When we receive the grace, it turns into our mercy. Oh, it's kind All of right? like hand in hand. Well, yeah, we, it's no good if he keeps offering us stuff and we don't accept it. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's like a we present. Have no, you don't want to, like, not accept a present. <laughs> well, yeah, at Christmas time, we want more. But when we go to church, we don't even think God's giving out presents. We don't even think he's offering us gifts. Yeah. So we just go there thinking, I'm not going to get anything today, which is so wrong. He wants to bless us every day. Yeah. Every single day he wants to give us new mercy, yeah. new strength, new power, new ideas, new creativity. Um, it's it's just awesome. God is just awesome. So, you know, we shouldn't look at sin as this sin's worse than that one. 
he has provided a plan that all of it is covered. Yeah. That by the grace of God, there go I. He offers us that grace. I receive it. And now I'm better off. Yeah. I have his mercy. And the sin's gone. It's covered. Yeah. He, it says literally, he puts it in the sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't even remember. We remember it. Yeah. See, we have a memory. We have to be really careful. He has the power to literally throw it away and Make never remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess then that ties into a question I'll add on here. Um, for people who haven't accepted Christ into their hearts or haven't really known anything about Christianity, what if they have sinned their whole lives? What if they've done some terrible things that God not accepted? All right, now you've got to remember when Adam and Eve fell, the whole world fell. fell. All right, so we're born into that. It's not like you tried to go out and sin. Yeah. Did you? Did you go try to go botch up your life? Nobody does that. Yeah. All right, we're we're born into that culture. Yeah. We're born into that nature. But when we receive... When we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that's his job. He reconciles us to the Father. Now, we're not only a citizen of America or a citizen of France or a citizen of Spain. Now, we become a citizen of heaven. Yeah. And now, we have the power to overcome that. Before, we were pretty powerless because we were born into a world that was full of sin. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I didn't try to sin. You, you, I don't know anybody who tried to sin. Yeah. All right. So, yes, God has an incredible plan for all of us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Despite the sin um, in people's lives, if they're thinking about, you know, becoming that citizen of heaven. Mm-hmm. If they have had a lot of sin, you said that it's covered by God's grace and his mm-hmm. mercy and it is to be forgotten. That means that they're still just as loved as someone who mm-hmm. hasn't sinned as much as them, right? He doesn't love this person more than that person. Yeah. However, I do tell people I'm God's most favorite daughter. <laughs> because I feel that way. When he talks to me, I feel like I'm his favorite. I feel like he really is on my side. He yeah. really loves me. He really wants me to succeed. Yeah. And so, um, no, he doesn't look at this person that, oh, you're a really bad sinner and you're just a barely sinner. He doesn't look at that at all. He's just saying you were born in the world of sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And so that's why Jesus had to come and shed his blood. All life is in the blood. Do yeah. you realize that when um, they do a heart transplant, you know, when Paul had all the heart stuff and they were yeah. talking about a heart transplant, that it's interesting. They will take the old heart out, put a new heart in, and stitch it in, and then they will literally just, and, and so a machine runs the blood while they're changing the heart. Yeah. They'll turn the machine off, and blood will go back in the heart, and the blood starts the heart again. It makes the heart start pumping. Yeah. It's a miracle. They said all doctors just love that moment. Everybody stands around to watch because there's life 
in the blood. That's why um, Jesus came and gave gave his blood. And if there's no more powerful blood than God's blood, yes, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. So he seals us with that when we ask for it. Yeah. It's like, please, Jesus, receive me. He, he, he does. Yeah. He does. He loves us. It's awesome. That's so wonderful. Well, that's so great to know that, you know, despite having a life of sin, you can still be forgiven and you can still ask for forgiveness in your moments. I can tell you now I'm not perfect either. I still ask for forgiveness oh, on a absolutely. constant basis. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There are, there are a lot of times we know when we're doing something wrong, but there's a lot of times we don't. I had a lot of kids in my high school come to me and go, why don't people accept me? And I'll say, well, you know, you're treating them this way. And did you know that's really a wrong way to treat somebody? Yeah. And they didn't know. Nobody told them. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of things we do and we go, why did I do that? Um, I feel bad. The other person feels bad. God help heal up the whole thing. Help fix the whole thing. I need a miracle here. I need a healing. I need your saving grace. Yeah. Whatever it is, he'll provide it. Yeah. He's the great provider. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. Good. Where does it say in the Bible it talks about him being the great provider? Does it mention that in the Bible? Yes. In fact, one of his names literally means God the provider. Oh. Well, yeah, because there's like multiple different names that he right. goes by, right? God the healer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God the provider. Uh, God um, the, of miracles. God my banner. Now, see, when we stand under the banner, we are the citizen. Therefore, we get all of our rights. So there's lots of names for him. If you want to do that sometime, uh, he's the wonderful counselor. The everla everlasting father. The prince of peace. We need peace in the earth right now. Yes. Yeah, we do. Like, we need God. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yep. Yep. Everybody's trying to do it their own way, and it's like, mm, flesh never works. Nope. Plus, we have an enemy that's always causing strife. That is a very true statement. Yeah. And for those of you that feel led to keep asking questions, again, I absolutely offer that you put some questions in this form that we have. It is anonymous. There is no names attached unless you want your name attached to the question. Um, but we plan within the next couple of weeks to keep talking about prayer and sin a little bit because looking through the questions that I've already received, which I've received a great response from you guys, I am so thankful for having wonderful friends and people who are helping me out in this adventure that we're going on. But there are a few questions along the lines of prayer and sin uh, that we're going to keep discussing into next week's episode. So that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like the form, you can go ahead and contact me personally. My email is wicker, W-I-C-K-E-R-F-M 22 at gmail. Or you can follow me on Instagram and it is faith underscore and underscore sass 22. And that form is in my bio, which you don't even have to follow me to see that form in my bio. So thank you so much for joining us today. And we will see you all um, in the next week for our second episode. Have a great night, guys.